All right, we are going to watch Some Kind of Monster, the Metallica classic that was like released in like 2004 or was something. It really? Yeah, I was living in Queens at the time and I saw it in the theater and uh, I dug it. So it's been a while since I've seen it. So Steve and I will watch it, review it, and then as a bonus, we're going to like watch the movie and comment on it and I'll include the comments uh, as, a, as a bonus part of this podcast. So Steve is finding it on Netflix. It might take a while. It's somewhere there. And next time you hear us, we'll be talking about if we liked it, if we hate it. We've seen it. We've both seen it like a billion times, but it's been a while since I've seen it. So it'll be nice. Be nice to be refreshed on it. So, oh, he's starting it. 99%. 99%. 100%. Here's the intro. Okay, it's we're recording. It's the next morning, and I crashed at Steve's, and we were watching some kind of monster, but then Steve passed out, so I stopped recording. Sorry. But then he woke up and said something, so I started recording, but then he passed out again. But I think we've seen this movie enough times to give a review, even though we didn't watch the whole thing. I've seen it. More than a normal person should have seen it. Yes. As we've seen Year and a Half in the Life, as we've seen Cliff them All, as we've seen... Well, Through the Never, I haven't seen too many times. But that was still really good. Yeah, that was awesome. Yeah, but there wasn't really a narrative to it. But it was still really good. Yeah, I feel like the only reason I can't watch that again was because we saw it in the theater. With, like 3D and the sound. Like, it doesn't compare, you know, to watch it on TV. That was that was a great experience too. Just a great concert mm-hmm. film. The way it was shot, it was awesome. I think it got, I think it was uh, very underrated. Yeah, yeah. It didn't it didn't do well. It didn't make no. that much money, which sucks. Because well, people it, don't people don't want to pay money to see a concert in a movie. Theater, I know because you know? they have it on their fucking computer now. Yeah. But I still thought it was great. Yeah, I thought it was amazing. Great effort by the boys. But we're not talking about through the never. We're talking about some kind of monster. So what did you think of some kind of monster, Steve? Make pretend you didn't fall asleep. All right. Well, I, I think I'm going to talk about how the, my, my reaction to the first time I ever saw some kind of monster. All right. Um, I remember I was, I was homesick from work one, di- one day, and um, I saw that it... I think, no, no, I actually went to Blockbuster and rented it. <laughs> that's, how old, that's how old it was. Oh, my God. I went to Blockbuster and rented it. On DVD? On DVD. At least. It was, it was, it, I wasn't homesick from work. I remember. It was a weekend. I didn't want to go out, so I went to Blockbuster, rented some kind of monster, brought it home, popped it in, and it, I was watching it for, like, I don't know. I think I got up to the part where Lars is is being interviewed on his couch with all this fucking artwork everywhere, mm. and his kid is like, "Daddy, daddy," and he's like, "What, sweetie?" and he's biting his nails. And I was like, <laughs> "What?" I was like, "This is." And this was before I I got married and had kids. So at that point, I was like, "What happened to my?" Ah, idols? this you know, is not my Metallica. This is not my Metallica. This is not the people that I looked up to. You know, all all this time and. You know, with the with the fuck you attitude, and the you know, you know, now they wear like designer clothes and and shit, and it's like back then I was very disappointed, and and even more disappointed um, 
when I heard the album. Before, I mean, the album came out before the movie, I think. Yes. Yeah, I think it did. Yes. So, like, I was just, like, double disappointed. Big time. <laughs> and I, I dropped off listening to Metallica for a while because of that whole... Because of both of those things, the, the, the album and the movie. But then, you know, you get older... And you go through some life experiences, and you know I got married. I had a I had a daughter, and I understand it. I get it. You know what I mean. And now I'm looking. I'm I'm watching every time I watch it. I watch it through through different eyes. You know. Like, yeah. I'm seeing it as as a, as a as a you know an adult that has been through marriage and had a kid, and and I totally get it. I think they were around forty. When mm-hmm. this came out, right? So they're like around, sense. They're around our age now, you know, but I don't think they were ever, you know, I mean, even though you watch the, the older videos of them from the 80s and early 90s, they probably had those non-Metallica moments. They just weren't caught on on camera, right. you know, they probably oh, went sure. home and had to take out their garbage. Or, <laughs> you know, they were, they were kind of no, all No, Metallica does not take they out their garbage. They don't take out their garbage. <laughs> You know, and they, you know, they probably had a bunch of family issues too. We just never saw it because they had this image, you know, of alcoholica. Yeah. You know, Ozzy Osbourne got the same treatment when the Osbournes came out. Oh yeah, that was because because people were like, whoa, 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 this isn't the Prince of Darkness, you know? Yeah. Well, you he know? was also like, I think, not to digress too much, but I think he was. You know, uh, edited video shows you in different a different sure, light. And, sure. and at that point, I think he was on like a ton of painkillers. You know, yeah. He was addicted to all that stuff, and I think he was just way out more out of it than usual. It was reality TV manipulation, yes. too. Yeah, yeah. Which I don't know if there was that much of it in some kind of monster. I think Mustaine claims that there was at least with his with his portion, right. and I'm sure you know with any documentary. There's going to be some kind of, oh, well, they left this out, yeah, which explains yeah. this. I got to read that book. I must have said a thousand times during the commentary. I got to read that book. Yeah, man. I didn't even know that book existed. Yeah, because the book dives into... Like the actual making of it. The actual right? making. Behind and, the scenes. Yeah, and like even what Berlinger and Sanofsky were going through, they were having kind of problems too. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yeah. So I think all the Phil Towel stuff and all the therapy kind of brought that out in them. Man. Um, that, that Dave Mustaine section was... Going back to my original, you know, uh, first viewing of it, I was devastated to see Dave Mustaine crying. <laughs> I loved it. I loved it, though. Like, when I first saw it, that's what stood out oh, to really? me. I when, was, I yeah, when Mustaine t- poured his heart out to yeah. Lars, I thought, this is great. This is such a great breakthrough. He's finally getting a chance to tell them what he's been going through all yeah. these years. And it, like, I, I've, I've heard people, and I've even thought of this, it's like, you know, just me struggling to just make a living as an actor. I, like, I'm, I remember when I first heard Mustaine say this, I'm like, dude, you're in Megadeth and you're complaining. Like, I would kill to have the success yeah. that, that Megadeth has. Yeah. But, then, but then you look at it from his point of view. He's probably such a perfectionist. Right. He's probably so hard on himself. He looks at being number two as a failure. Well, also, think of it like this. Think of it like... Um, you know, let's say, like, I'm trying to think of a good example. Let's say, like, Metallica in the kill em, early Kill 'em All stages, before they released the actual album Kill 'em yeah. All, let's say they went to, to, I don't know, let's say you played guitar and they went up to you and they were like, 
hey man, you want to join our band? And you were like, eh, you know, I don't, uh, I don't really like what you're doing too yeah. much. Now, present day, I'm sure Ron McGovney is kicking himself in the fucking ass. You know what I mean? <laughs> like, right, right. But that being said, I don't think they would have reached the success they did if Ron McGovney was still in the band. I know. But it's like you got to, like, if you look at Dave Mustaine and Ron McGovney, I'm sure when they were like... When they released the Black album, or like even when Kill 'Em All and Ride the Lightning yeah, were kind of yeah, successful, even that early. it's like wow, these guys are touring the world, and Ron, Ron McGovney's probably like, oh shit, I'm working, you know, <laughs> in, know, where, know. in a warehouse somewhere, and these guys are touring uh, the fucking world. I know. Yeah, yeah. So I get it, you know, I totally get it. But you know, like I said, watching it for the first time, I was like, fucking Dave Mustaine is crying. Like, yeah. you know, that was that was another one of my my idols growing up. You know, someone that. Always seemed tough, like him and James Hetfield, oh like the God. tough guys, you know. Yeah. And now seeing them, you know, when you get older, you get so much softer. You know what I mean? Well, it's not that. I think when you get older, you're tired of putting up that tough guy front. Yeah. Because all it is is just the front for all the, you know, I'm not, I'm not even gonna say weakness. All the emotions that they've been feeling. Yeah. They put up this tough guy exterior to block that. Yeah, yeah. But of course, it comes out with James. It came out. And with Dave, it came out just with addiction and yeah. this, in this bad behavior. Yeah. And now it's coming out as shit. This is all the stuff inside me. I have to let it out. And they're doing that. They realize that when they, you know, when they get older, when they have families, when they have kids, it's yeah. like, whoa, wait a minute. It, yeah, and it goes to show you, it doesn't matter how much money you fucking have. No. You, I mean, it's all about what's inside of you. Like yep. you have to take care of yourself. You got to be good to your family. Yeah. I mean, last night, that. That whole part in Some Kind of Monster when Hetfield goes to Russia instead of spending oh. it on his kid's first birthday, that 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 feels so weird. I know. That's like I feel like, wow, dude, you're a dick. Like, yeah. you know, that's your that's your what, that's your 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 firstborn, you know, first birthday, first birthday, and you go off to Russia and drink vodka and kill a bear. Yeah, like give me a break, man. Yeah, you know? um, I remember when I saw that. You know, I was in my twenties, and I was just even then. I'm just like, whoa. Yeah, and what? that's when you knew that like, you have that feeling, like, wow, dude, something's not right with no. this guy. You know, like no. he's all fuck. His priorities are out of yeah. whack. You but know? this was a guy his whole life. He's probably not his, most of his life. He's most of his adult life, he's never had a job, never had right. a real, you know, nine-to-five job. Right. And he's kind of been catered to and just done what he's wanted. Yeah. And all of a sudden, now he has responsibilities. He's like, well, I don't want to do this, and he just fucking goes. Yeah. He goes, you know, but I'm sure he got a lot of shit. Well, yeah, I mean... A they, lot of sh- obviously. Yeah, I mean, that, that whole... From what you hear in Some Kind of Monster, he was given the ultimatum, like, mm. from his wife. He was, you know, like, listen... Take care of your shit, or yeah. I'm gonna fucking take half your money. Yeah, <laughs> you know or, what or I mean? <laughs> I'm just gonna leave, and yeah. you're gonna be alone. Yeah. And sure, you can get a bunch of women, but it's you know, there's still gonna be like an emptiness. Yeah. to it. Yeah, I mean, I you know, like, not to get too personal, but like, not to get too personal, but he's gonna get personal. <laughs> but I'm gonna get personal. You know, I've been I've been married, and I've been through divorce. You know, and then the you know, it's been like three years. You know, since I've been divorced and, I, you know, like I said, I have a daughter and like, you know, after three years, you, you, you grow and, you, you know, you reflect and, and you think like, oh, you know, like, what could I have done to like, you know, save, save this marriage and looking at like Hetfield, the guy lucked out, man, his wife gave him that. 
you know, yeah. almost it was almost like that. And I don't, you know, I don't know how many chances he got, but like his wife gave him that chance, and and you know, good for him that he took it. You know, like and he, he decided to, you know, look, this is, you know, I I I'd rather have my family. Yeah, know? and good for her for being open to giving him yes. those chances because she could have easily said. I don't want this anymore. She had great grounds for divorce, and mm-hmm. you know she still would have been taken care of monetarily. Yeah, but, you I know, admire that too. You know, yeah, like, she she had the, the the confidence in him to go. Listen, this is this is what you have to do. Yeah, and he did it at the sacrifice of his his band, his band his music. which you know arguably is as well as his you know second to his family. Yeah, actually, like he puts himself first. He said that in the documentary. He puts himself first. So he can take care of his family. Exactly. And his it's so, like yeah. it's like it's like the classic, you know, in the airplane. You know, they tell you right in the beginning, put the mask on first yeah. yourself so that you can take care of yeah. the, the, your family next to you. It's and the it, same thing. It doesn't mean being selfish and self centered. No, no, it's no, quite no. the opposite. Yeah. It's it's being aware that you have to deal with you first yep. in order to deal with the people. You know, that you may need to take care of or you just may need to be around for. Yeah, and it's it's. I feel like that's the uh, what's what's his wife's name? Francesca. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> she's probably the only one that was able to stand up to him. You probably, know what I mean? like, and be like, "Look, you know, yeah. take care of your shit." You yeah. know, yeah. like it, I'm sure if Ul- Ulrich was like, "Take care of your shit," he would be like, "Fuck well, you, man." Ulrich's been married like three times. Yeah, so, <laughs> yeah. yeah. but I, who, like, but their personalities are so different. Right. In that, maybe Ulrich's a little more. I mean, this, I'm just speculating. I don't know them. You know, I yeah, know no. about them just <laughs> through their music. But it's fun to speculate. Yeah, through their <laughs> interviews, it seems that Ulrich is probably a little more stubborn than Hetfield, and Hetfield's a little more down-home. Um, Ulrich probably seems more liberal, you know, at least socially and, yeah. and politically, while Hetfield seems more conservative. But right. I know Ulrich, it seems like this is what I want, and if, if I'm not going to get it, fine. If you want to come along, great. If you don't, yeah, you're I, right. I understand. Yeah. I think Ulrich doesn't have the abandonment issues, obviously. No, Ulrich came from – sounds like he came from a – Great family, you yeah, know, which is weird that he's he he's been through you know a bunch of wives, mm. you know. I don't know Who how knows? I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Like, it's weird. It's like I don't think there's really a direct correlation. I guess like you can have a good family life and still, yeah. We still don't know. I mean, yeah, we don't know. We don't know why. I, yeah, we don't yeah. know why he got divorced. But I don't know if you were asleep, but I did comment during the commentary that Ulrich's, I believe his first wife Skyler, who's shown in the. The documentary, yeah, she, the art. Yeah, she's based. The movie Goodwill Hunting was based on her, the mini driver character in Goodwill Hunting. Get the fuck out of so here! So she dated Matt Damon in college, and Matt Damon based the character on Lars's first wife because Lars's first wife was a doctor. No shit. Yeah. So isn't that funny? What a small world. Well, and and just to go a step further. Remember the uh, when they got inducted to the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame? He had like his whole family there. Yeah, each wife, oh, each, each wow. kid were all sitting at the same table. You know how were, fucked up weren't was they that? all like tall blondes too? <laughs> but I, you know, I mean, that's cool that they that you know it's like hey, you know, yeah, everyone, uh, they all can you know at least for that moment put stuff moment, aside yeah. and watch their their icon, literally their <laughs> yeah. icon as a father get inducted. Yeah, which but, I I still found weird, you know that. 
that Trujillo is considered an icon. He's been in the band literally I for know, like. But what are they going to do? They, gonna do? they can't. Yeah. They can't bring Jason back at least at that point. They can't tell Rob. Rob, you just got to sit out here. So yeah. the only thing for them to do would be like, hey, I mean, Rob himself is at least in the metal world an icon. Oh, this totally. His work in suicidal. He he, work, he he cut his teeth. Man. Oh my you god! Know what I mean? Yeah. He paid in his metal. Dues. In metal, he did yeah. not in a Metallica, obviously. Right. But yeah, when he joined the band, when I found out he joined the band, I was like. Perfect. Yeah, no, totally. Yes, yes. I was because I I would see him when he played with Ozzy. You know, I've seen Ozzy like five yeah. times, and Trujillo was in the band. Trujillo was in the band. Mike Borden was in the band. Yeah, yeah. Faith the most. Uh, Joe Holmes was the guitarist, and then Zach Wild was the guitarist. Just awesome. Yeah, and awesome. and, and uh, you know when when I when you see the auditions in the movie. I knew right away. Oh, I was like, Trujillo's got this. You know what I mean? Like, when they show, like, all the other guys, it just didn't feel, it just didn't seem right. But when you see Trujillo play, it's like, wow, man, this, it's no, there's no contest. I am so glad they they didn't get Jordy White, Twiggy Ramirez. Oh, that just looked, he just didn't. The image didn't fit either. Well, you know? he's a great bass player and he's a fantastic songwriter. But I don't know if you know, he was accused of rape. Oh, really? By his ex girlfriend from twenty years ago. She was in a band called Jack Off Jill. I'm sorry, I'm forgetting her name. But when the whole me hashtag Me Too movement came out, she came forward and said, "Yeah, twenty years ago, Jordy was oh, wow. mentally abusive, physically abusive, and he raped me." So Manson, Twiggy, Jordy has been in Manson's band on and off for like twenty something years. Right. Manson, Marilyn Manson and kicked him out of the band. Wow. You know, he said, you have to deal with this yeah. out. So can you imagine? Marilyn Manson kicking you out for Well, like, I mean, listen. Harassing her. I realize the stuff that Marilyn Manson has done, but it doesn't compare <laughs> to, you know, rape, uh, allegedly, let's say allegedly, raping your, yeah, uh, yeah. your no, girlfriend. No, but, no. but so imagine if he was in Metallica, and Metallica would have had to have gotten oh, another yeah. bassist. Yeah, yeah, that's true. Then Trujillo would have joined the band, and everything would have been. Yeah, well, Trujillo <laughs> seems like a, a, a stand-up dude. Oh, you know? yeah. He's like yeah. A, and it's you know what's cool about it is he's part of that I don't know if he I th- I feel like he might be from LA. Uh, yeah, I believe he grew up in California. Yeah. yeah, but but he's still like part of that Bay Area th- thing, you know, like he's his 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 daughter I think he had mentioned that his 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 kid's godfather is Mike Borden, the, oh, okay. the drummer of yeah. Faith No More. Yeah. And uh uh Mike Borden was best friends with Cliff Burton, him and um, Jim Martin. Jim Martin. They, yeah, they went to high school. With yeah, Cliff Burton. yeah. So like, there's this like, like incestuous, I know. you know, thing going on, which yeah. I thought was cool anyway that they picked him. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, when I was back in my acting days, it became very incestuous because people started acting in other people's movies right. based on you know seeing somebody in this and that. It just you know, none of us got near the level of fate, obviously of fate right. more Metallica. But yeah, you're part of that community. You start to, you know see the same people. And Trujillo and Borden were in Ozzy's band for so right. many years that I and, can see and, that. And Newstead was in Ozzy's band. Newstead was in so Ozzy's it's, band, it's that's just, right. It's very incestuous. Yeah, you know? yeah. <laughs> I thought, look, so along with um, Mustaine, and um, Ulrich stood out to me when Ulrich, just the whole fuck scene, where oh, Ulrich yeah. was just like, totally unloaded on Hetfield, yeah. saying... You know, I like I don't want you to be I don't want to be like Jason. I don't want you to push me away. Yeah, yeah. Like he really just that scene stood out to me. And then Newstead's scene stood out to me, just how raw and honest he was. Well, yeah, it it the, it shows you in the beginning like Hatfield was a douchebag, man. He he, <laughs> didn't, he didn't understand. He didn't get it, you know? So 
you know, the stuff, the the interviews that news that you see with Newstead, you're like, yeah, man, that makes complete sense, yeah. like what you're saying. And then when you see Lars, you know, with the whole fuck scene, it's like, yeah, that makes total sense. Like, the guy, it, it, Metallica does not revolve around James Hetfield, you know, and that's that whole um, that whole conversation with like. You know, where Lars kept saying, you know, the collective Metallica, meaning the managers and all this stuff, that is what they are. Like, that's what they've become. And Hetfield was like, you know, I could see see on both sides. You know, Hetfield was like, this is a machine now and, you know, it's not, you know, it's not how it used to be, you know. And, uh, you know, Ulrich... Obviously, he's like more of the business savvy guy. He accept, he's he's accepted it. You know, he's like this is how this is how the music business is. You know, this is yeah. This is what we signed up for. You know, in order for it to run, it has to operate exactly. That way. Yeah, you know, it can't be. Hey, this is my song. Let's record it. Yeah, yeah. And the way they've done it, Metallica. They've tried their best to keep it like that because they bought, you know, all the masters. They have their own label, but they still need management to kind of corral all the offers and make all yeah. the business dealings. Well, and they need all that shit. They yeah. need the accountants. They need yeah. the management. They need, you know, they, they need PR people. But it's like it's kind of like that scene where Ulrich's talking about the, the collective, yeah. talking about the collective. It's totally you can see their politics involved. Ulrich oh, yeah. is very much a liberal social like like a, uh, a democratic socialist he comes from Denmark yeah, yeah. so he's about the collective but Headfield, just based on his life he's conservative. more libertarian conservative yeah. i don't think he's as fucking crazy as like a trump supporter no, like a no, hard no, right no, but no. He, he very much is i i you know lifted myself up by my bootstraps you know, I did this on my own. Exactly. Why can't you do it on yeah, your own? Exactly. I, I want to do this by myself. Yeah, yeah. You know, so you saw that clash yeah. between them. And, 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 you know, I got to give it to the, to the, you know, the directors of the movie. You do feel that uncomfortableness when they, oh. when they get together to like, you know, write in a room together, like on the spot. You just feel that yeah. that that you feel Hetfield. You feel like he's he's not comfortable no. with this. Like he doesn't want to write in front of people. No, he doesn't. And you can see that the stuff that he's coming up with is is not his greatest stuff. Because look, you just threw the guy in the room. You know, that's not how it's not how most bands work. You can't just go in a room, jam out this shit. You know, like you know, maybe some bands can do it. Yeah, you know, but. But Metallica, the way they run from day one, you know, it's like, why, you know, why fix something that's not broke? I think it took Sane Anger to, to have them realize that because with Death Magnetic and Hardwired, I think they kind of went back to, you know, yeah. Hetfield writes the lyrics by himself, then he brings it, and then you know they do. Lars the, arra- helps arrange. Yeah, it. I think Trujillo helped with the music. Um, on hardwired, on hardwired sure. with this point, um, but it's still Hetfield and Ulrich as the final say. Yeah, I think I think Hetfield pro- probably wrote every riff yeah. on, on hardwired. Yeah, and then Trujillo, you can tell like, all right, he wrote that beginning bass part in. Um, uh, Was it Man Unkind? Yeah, Man Unkind. Yeah. Yep. yep, and. Uh, and you can tell little things here and there, but for the most part, I think it was just Hetfield just wrote a shit ton of riffs, and mm. Ulrich helped him arrange it. And Hammett lost his fucking iPhone. Yeah, Hammett had no input on it. Yeah, <laughs> you know. But then there were rumors that I didn't Hetfield say that you know the stuff on Hammett's iPhone wasn't 
up to par anyway. Know. Who knows? Who knows? Yeah. But, but you know what? I, uh, it's weird. I remember you saying, I think I remember you saying last night about how, you know, well, what if Ulrich, well, not Ulrich, what, what if, if Hammett, Hammett wasn't in the band? Yeah. You know, would they replace him? Would they get someone else? I don't know, man. Oh, if Hammett wasn't, in, if Hammett died tomorrow. Yeah. Would they go on? I, I don't, don't know. think so. I don't think so either. Because then they would become a pa- they would become like a band like Leonard Skinner yeah. or Farner with like you know one or two original members or Slayer. Perfect yeah. example, Slayer. Yeah. Slayer lost two of their members. It's not the and same. It's not. It's it's Kerry King and it's Tom, Tom Araya. You know, even though Bostaff has been in the band for a while, it's like you think of Slayer, you think of who's the drummer, the Lamb of God guy, right? No, now? I think Bostaff oh. is back being the drummer. Oh, so right. Bostaff replaced Lombardo originally. Then he left for a while. But then the, they he, had the Lamb of God guy for like a. a no, that was Megadeth. Oh, that was Megadeth. Oh, right. Yeah, that was right, Megadeth. Right, right, yeah. Megadeth, right. Um, you know, so I think a band like Metallica can get away with you know the bassist. I'm replacing yeah, the bases, yeah. but I think any more me- like if Headfield or Ulrich oh, are gone, forget fuck, it. Yeah, Th- that's gone. not Metallica. Yeah, but yeah. like if Trujillo, if we lost Trujillo, I don't know. I don't even know if they would go on. They would probably be like, "Listen, oh, we're tired of yeah. having this revolving door for whatever reason. This is maybe let's call it a not call it Metallica." Yeah, yeah. Because then they become a, a par- they become a joke. It's, yeah. it's just a fucking <laughs> joke. it's a fucking joke. <laughs> but uh, with Hammett. Um, you know, he he wrote he wrote some good. Oh my you know, god, some he, good wrote stuff. Sandman. He, he wrote, wrote Sandman. He wrote Sandman. He wrote the main riff for Sandman. Yeah. But like, if you think about it, throughout all their albums, even though he didn't have like such a big hand in in, in writing the the bulk of the material, his solos are so oh. fucking iconic. Yeah, like. That guy knows how to write a solo. Yeah, I mean, you can hum the solos. I think we've talked about. We did. Before, we did. Yeah. Know? Um, he's such a he's such a crucial element yeah. of it, even though he doesn't write, you know, the meat of, of the song. He's technically proficient, which Headfield. <laughs> well, no, I, okay, but he still is. He still is. I but feel like he's just bored. He's. I don't you know. know. I don't know. I got. I really got a. I, I don't think his work on Hardwired is as bad as people say it is. I got to really listen to it. I feel more like, and more and more. Yeah, I feel like. And maybe it's maybe it's maybe it has to do with the the music evolving and changing to become simpler because they have definitely become simpler. Of course, where the fuck are they going to go? Yeah. So like maybe that's what it is. Maybe it's like, look, Master of Puppets was so demanding that he really thought out his parts and really, you know, did his homework, man. Did, <laughs> you know? I do, man. I do my homework. And even on the Black Album, like, those solos are so iconic and, and amazing. Um, but I feel like after that, after Black... Well, there's some good solos in Load and Reload. Yes. Know? But I think once you get past Load and Reload, I feel like because the music wasn't as technical and as demanding, it kind of, like, I think... It, he wanted to just like improvise a little bit and jam out. You know, he turned into more. It became more bluesy. Oh yeah, you know, yeah. more like uh, more experimental. Yeah, you know. Yeah, as Lars was trying to be with his drums. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what the fuck? I understand. Dude. At least he was trying to do something different, but in the confines of rehearsal well, instead of putting it on on tape. Well, or what on you call computer? You know, I'm trying not to call it regular. You yeah, know? <laughs> I what you call it regular. Yeah, I call it solid. Yeah, but like. <laughs> Like, going back to Hammett, 
Also, I think his personality that we talked about oh, before. Oh, yeah, man. He's so warm water, dude, if, for sure. If Hammett had – I said this during the commentary, but if Hammett had died instead of Cliff – who knows if they if the band personally would have stayed together? Like maybe Hammett helped as far as like being the glue. Totally, of the band. I agree. Because Burton may have had a stronger personality, obviously a stronger personality than Newstead. Well, he was he was I think he was he was he was more um, his friendship with Kirk Hammett was stronger than it was with everyone else. I yeah, think him and because from what I read in in, in books, he would room with with with. Cliff all the time. Hammett would. Yeah, Hammett yeah. would. And I think that they were close, closer than... I mean, you hear about, like, you know, Hetfield being close with 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 Burton and stuff, but sure. I think Hammett and, and Burton were the closest, you know? They were probably the two hippie guys in the yes. band. yeah. Yeah. But, um, but, like, it makes me wonder, because Newstead, he was the new guy, so he didn't really have that much authority, yeah, but Burton say. was with them... From the beginning, yeah. Um, so, and he, I think he had a stronger personality, and he was maybe able to get, you know, Ulrich and Hetfield had the last word, but Burton had the the musical capabilities to say, "Hey, let's try this and let's try that." Yeah. So, I wonder if writing wise, if their personalities would have clashed. I don't know. I, from what I've read, and again, you know, speculating is fun. Um, yeah. I feel like they all looked up to to Cliff. It, you know they respected him so much that the final word was was influenced by him. Maybe, you know yeah. I mean? Like yeah. I feel like from what I've read, it was like you know, like hey, does Cliff think this is cool? All right, right, then. You right, know what right, I mean? right. Like yeah, it, and it not 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 just because of, of of he was musically gifted, but because of his personality, the way he handled himself, the way he yeah, he know, was like more of the adult. I yeah. think yeah, but he had this like. Very calm, like fuck you attitude. Like, you know, we do. We're gonna do what we want to do. Yeah, we don't care what anyone else. Is. So it's like if Cliff had lived, you know, would they incorporate like jazz elements into their music or funk elements? Because <laughs> knowing Cliff, he probably would have expanded his horizons and been like, "Hey, man, let's try this." You know, this twelve-eight time signature. Yeah. So maybe who knows? Maybe that would have been tension. But yeah. you know, I mean, to be honest, I feel like. A lot of the um, the really intricate, cool melodies are him. It's yeah. all that classical music yeah. that he listened to. Like Bach, he was really into Bach, Mozart and Bach. Mo- he was more of a Bach. <laughs> yeah. But I feel like um, I I personally feel like if he was still with the band, they would they would still be going for a technical. Yeah, maybe. You know, very melodic vibe. And, and I think it would be cool. You Puppets know? was like the, only the beginning. Oh, for, I That's know. what's so... I, I mean, know. aside from the fact that he's dead. Just think about what Justice for All would have been like with, with Burton. Yeah, yeah. I mean, because I mean, did, didn't he have a hand in writing some of that stuff? I think it was he did To Live Is To Die. The music or just the lyrics? I don't know. Yeah. I mean, the lyrics are just like a poem yeah. that was kind of like based on Excalibur. Right, right. Remember the movie Excalibur? Yeah, yeah, I do. There was a scene with Merlin. I think it was Merlin. And he's... And and he said, when a man lies, he murders, murders a part of his world. I think that was in Excalibur. I remember when I saw Excalibur, I'm like, oh my god, that's the Livest to Die. That's where <laughs> fucking Burton got him from. He's probably watching Excalibur a thousand times. Yeah, but I mean, if he did write, I mean, I'd have to look, look, well, let's just look on my phone. <laughs> if what? Let me see if he did have a hand in writing the music. I think for, he did. Because if that's the case, I mean, that is cool shit. Like, oh, yeah. 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 
Yeah. So, but yeah, getting back to Hammond, I think you saw in some kind of monster that he was kind of the glue between Hetfield and Ulrich. He was the guy who talked, not Bob Rock, not Lars, it was Hammond who talked to yeah. Hetfield, because Hetfield probably felt comfortable oh, talking to Kirk when he was in rehab, because yeah. Kirk probably didn't judge, wouldn't yeah, have judged him like yeah. like Hetfield. And you can tell how hurt Bob Rock was. Oh, I know. You can tell, because Bob Rock's like, well, what the fuck did I do? I didn't do anything. Yeah. But I think Hetfield look at, looked at Bob Rock, I don't want to say a father figure, because they're around the same age, but like an authority figure. Well, Bob Rock was the guy who would tell Hetfield, no, do this. Don't worry about the guys in what the guys in Anthrax and Megadeth say. Right. Do this. Come on. He pushed Hetfield further right. to do something great. But all but I also think, you know, Bob Rock being a producer, he's going to make money. So he's got money on his mind too. So I think yeah. Hetfield was kind of like, look, I don't want to talk to someone in the machine. I want yeah. to talk to someone that I that I grew up with that uh, yeah. I, you know that that went through the bullshit. Right. And I don't think Bob Rock considers himself that, but I know where Headfield is coming from. Yeah, no, totally. Because you know, yeah. Bob came in, you know, during after Justice when they were already gigantic. Yeah. So it's kind of weird, man. Like their dynamic is you would think that at this point they would be like close best friends. But I feel like when you're in a band for so long, yeah, you end up like, fuck, man, I need my space from these guys. Oh, my you know, God. When, when, I'm, when, when, the, when we're not doing the band, I don't want to fucking talk to these guys. Yeah, I don't want to see these guys. together so much. Yeah. You know, but, you, hear, you, you hear, know. hear stories of some bands. They go on stage, and then right after they go on stage, they just go their separate ways. Yeah, yeah. You know, on stage, they're fine, but it's like, Ugh. Yeah. So, you know, I've, you know just comparing the acting stuff that I've done, I've worked with some people where it's like, I don't want to be with them. I just, I'll do something creatively, but it's like, I'm sickened to be with this person. I'll do their thing, but I don't want to see them. So I, in the band, it's so much worse because you have to travel with them. Oh, yeah, yeah. At least, you know, in a movie, it's like you spend like 12 something hours on a set for a couple of days and then you're gone. Right, right. So it's just like, so multiply that by months and years. It's yeah. I, I get it. I it's, get why bands break up. It's your it's your other family. Yeah, you know it, it's you see them more. Yeah, you see them more than your family, and and um, yeah, and you have to deal with their personalities, you know. And um, then you add like wives and girlfriends, oh, yeah, and yeah. managers, and yep. you add all that into it. It's like oh no, oh no. Yeah, and. Uh, but I have to say, you know, you got to hand it to them for finishing the movie and the album. Yeah. You know, they 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 went, uh, you know, at that, that there was a point in the movie where where Lars Ulrich was like, you know, then there were two left. You know, yeah. I, I, I I write albums, I don't finish them. Yeah. You know, like at the that's that's the essence of Metallica is. They went through all this bullshit, but yep. they fucking finished it. They did it. it. Yeah. And even though it, it was it was mixed reviews on the album, they did it. You know, they they went, they said what they were gonna do. They went into the studio without anything written. Yeah. It took like fucking a long time to write because of rehab and all that shit, but they they finished it. They man, still you know? did what they wanted to do. They did what they wanted to do, and 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 you know. Yeah. Um. I still like Saint Anger. I don't like the sound. The riffs are fucking awesome. They're there. Yeah, they're, they're there. The riffs just, are great. I wish it just would have been, you know, edited a little oh, bit. Oh, I know, man. I want them to record, like, maybe, like, St. Anger's 20th anniversary or 30th anniversary. Re-record it? Just fucking re <laughs> it. Well, they kind of did that on... When you, buy, when you bought the CD, they included a DVD where it's just them... 
playing the album live. Oh, wow, really? So I'm trying to remember what the... I don't think the drum was... I don't know if the drum still had that sound. I haven't listened to yeah, it I mean, in a while. I mean, but when you hear them do it live, it's like, this is good. Yeah, like, maybe they, maybe they'll, they can release, like, a, do they, did they have an audio version of it or just a video? I think it's just a video. You can probably see it online. Or it's like, you know, when Garage Band came out. Not Garage, Garage Band. Like days. the No, no, no. The, uh, like, Rock Band or the Guitar Hero yeah, or yeah, whatever, yeah, yeah. one of those. Yeah. I think some St. Anger so- songs were on it, but I don't think they were like mastered the same way so people took that and kind of fixed the drum sound on it and there were like cover bands who re-recorded St. Anger with you know normal sound right right and it's you know it's good you know I can you know I wish there were solos on it uh I wish the vocals were weren't as raw. Yeah, well, but, and they were also experimenting with different tunings. They were playing the seven string. Yeah, they, they the, the drop D a lot. Yeah, you know? no solos. Yeah, Cam, it was so right. You have to pause that because I have to take a shit. <laughs> <laughs> so now that we're both cleaned out. Yeah, I just want to point out that Mike had to take a shit too. Yes, <laughs> and and uh, coffee is great. Yeah. Coffee does wonders. <laughs> anyway, uh, so. Where did we leave off? I don't even know, man. So let's just let's just wrap it up. I would like to say that. Um, well, I, I do want to say that, like watching this again, like you and watching this closer because it's been a couple of years since I've really watched it. Like you just see the emotion more, especially on Hetfield's face. Oh, what yeah. you can tell what he's going through. Uh, and there were some moments where it's like, holy shit, the band's gonna break up. Even yeah. though I knew, obviously, they didn't break up, but it's like, this could have been the moment where the band was done. Yeah. And they just said, let's just call it a day. You can tell that conflict that they had. Yeah, like him, like, Hetfield rolling his eyes. Yeah, the uh, time, just, or just like, like, just the moments where he's the sitting there. Yeah. yeah. We, we really should talk about Phil, though. Yeah, you wanna talk about Phil? Yeah, like, Obviously, he was an important part of this movie, as yeah, well. No, I, I think so. I mean, he, I think his, I think he was a little much towards the end. Well, he wanted, he didn't want to leave. Yeah. So it makes you wonder. And I think in the book, it it mentions that Phil has had issues with past clients in that. The clients wanted to let he get gets too attached. So yeah. the clients wanted to let him go and he would say, Well, I don't want to go. And you saw that with Metallica. Yeah. They're like, Ulrich's like, we are the client. <laughs> yeah, when and the when the client, client tells you <laughs> we don't want to say, you have to go. Yeah. And you can kind of tell that Phil and I think there was a moment where like Hetfield showed how grateful he was to Phil, and you can tell that Phil looked like he was crying. Oh yeah. And it's like what fucking kind of therapist does that? I like know. a therapist needs to be neutral and stable and a rock. And meanwhile, he's fucking crying through all this yeah, and yeah. handing him notes and trying to get involved. It's like, okay, like I realize that if it, like Phil helped bring the band together, but maybe they could have used someone a little less involved in their clients. Yeah, a good therapist shouldn't really know what the fuck is going on. Yeah. Well, no, a good therapist should know what's going on, but not get involved in that kind of way. Yeah, but you know what? I I handed hats off to Hetfield and Ulrich for after being split apart through the whole movie. Towards the end, they come together and they're like, Phil, you know, yeah. like the fact that management didn't talk to him and, and Ulrich and Hetfield can come together yeah. to, as a unit and be like, hey, you know, we're the, we're the heart of this band. Like, yeah. we... we 
this is serious. We're telling you we don't want, we yeah. can't do this with you anymore, you know? So it took their therapist to help bring the band together to realize that they need to do this together exactly. to get rid of the guy who brought them <laughs> yeah. together. Yeah, so he did play a, he did play oh, a Of course part, he yeah. did. Of course he did. So. That, that whole, like, the Zone It post-its, that yeah. was, uh, that was uh, by that point, I was like, this is ridiculous already. You know? I'm not a fan of that motivational yeah. life coach stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I like, you know, down-home, therapeutic kind of stuff, but all this, you know, mission statements and motivational yeah. things, it's just like, you know, it's something you see on Facebook and it's, it's so, just like... It's stock. It's stock. <laughs> it is. It's, it's stock. It's like, it's almost like, I feel like it's like, you know, Life Coach 101. Yeah. Know? It's like, here's a template you know, that you follow. Yeah. You know? It's like, it's so funny. There's a show on HBO called In Treatment with Gabriel Byrne where he plays the therapist. Oh, that, yeah. That's dude, not fucking, on anymore. No, 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 no. Yeah. Awesome. Awesome. And Dane DeHaan. Dane DeHaan is in it from, he was oh, in Through really? the Never. Yeah, he was great in that. But it follows different clients, right? Yes. Yeah, yeah. So, but it shows Gabriel Byrne, he sees his own therapist played by um, Diane Weist. Uh-huh. And there was a line where Gabriel's like, where Gabriel Byrne's character's like, I don't know. I don't want to. I just don't want to be a therapist. Or maybe I'll just be. Maybe I'll just be a life coach. And you see Diane Weiss go, "What's a life coach?" <laughs> you know. And he said, "Well, a life coach can get involved in people's lives right. and really, you know, fi- and really try and change things. Where a therapist is more about listening and, and you know, being neutral and saying, well, you have to figure this out yourself.' And a life coach is like, no, do this, 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 right, and that. Right, right. You know, which the therapist doesn't and shouldn't do anyway. Yeah. And, and I feel like you can't be both. You can't. Yeah. You know, like. Yeah. And that's what I think Phil was trying to be. Is yeah, yeah. I mean, and a, and a life coach. Yeah, he was making a hell of a salary. Oh my god! You know, and I think it was when Hetfield and Oreck said, "Well, you're planning to move oh, here." Oh yeah, right, right. But he's like, "No, well, we're selling the house. We don't necessarily plan to move here if you don't want us to." So you can see Phil kind of backpedaling and right, right. So, but he did. You know, he did help. He did help with the band. Yeah, so. no, he definitely helped, you know. And it was a good investment when you look at, you know, even though they spent a crap ton of money on them. Yeah. The money that they made after staying together since Saint Anger, I'm sure, you know, I'm sure they made a lot more than they invested in film. Yeah. Now, so. you know what I would have loved to see is the meeting between Newstead and the rest of the band when they when they found out they were getting inducted in the Hall of Fame. I, I would like to see the discussion... I would I would like to see because you don't see that really you don't see yeah. you don't you don't see videos of Newstead talking to Hetfield and Ulrich like you know I think well the Hall of Fame or Icon Hall of Fame Hall, so I think by the Hall of Fame Icon, they were Icon was was Trujillo right 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 but I think with the Hall of Fame I think they were kind of on good terms by then yeah um, same thing with the 30th anniversary shows oh yeah 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 the 30th anniversary was that after, that was before the Hall of was it before I don't even remember I don't remember but I think they were on kind of good terms where I'm sure there's baggage still with them but I think they're a little more civil because they still have business dealings yeah because you know Newstead's name's on you know he probably gets a piece of the merch right, still right. he probably gets a performance royalty from the albums that are sold obviously he has songwriting credit yeah, his on, credits on Black Album. On the on the Black Album and and just fucking wrote Blackened, you know. So he Did has he really. Yeah, Newstead came up with Blackened. I had no idea. Yeah, yeah. No so, shit. Yep. But, wow, I had no idea. Yeah, um, and I'm sure he has. You know, he wrote in Load and Reload. You know, I think I think I have to I have to look, but yeah. So I recommend this movie even if you're not a Metallica fan because oh yeah, it just it's just a great human story and they made it for the non-metallica fan mm-hmm. so yeah it was it was it was uh 
I feel like if I wasn't a Metallica fan and I watched it for the first time, I would have loved it. Yeah. Being that I was a Metallica fan, oh. I watched it in complete horror. Yeah. <laughs> like, this is, these are my idols falling yeah. apart, you know? See, I looked at it like... These are my idols, like my musical idols, but it shows that they're they're human they're beings. They're human, exactly. And, and see, I like that. Yeah. No well, one's not a human. Everybody's a fucking human being. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I I, I caught on to that after I watched it a couple more times, you know, yeah. when, I, when I got older. But back then, when it came out, I was I, – the, my, that was my first reaction was I was completely devastated because, you know, you, you, the people that you look up to – it hurts a little bit when you see that they're human. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, shit. You know, like, there is there is no one that is, uh, you know, that, I don't know, that, that is, is infallible. And you know? this is why the latest, The Last Jedi is getting the reaction that it is. Because you have people going, this isn't my Star Wars. <laughs> this isn't mine. I want mine. And they start fucking crying and wailing. It's the same thing with Metallica. When Metallica went from Justice to the Black Album or even from Kill 'Em All to Ride the Lightning. This isn't my Metallica. And I said this on my No Leaf Clover podcast and I'm saying it now. You know whose Metallica it is? It's fucking Metallica's Metallica. Yeah. <laughs> it's not our Metallica. We get to listen to them. Metallica is James Hetfield, Kirk Hammett, Lars Ulrich, Robert Trujillo. They are Metallica, yeah. not us. Get over it. The first Metallica. The first Metallica. <laughs> They're like the Metallica Mach 5. <laughs> oh, all right. Anyway. anyway uh, thanks for listening. Steve, oh, wait, do you have any website to plug? Or Oh, Tofu no. Mofo. Eh. We're going to plug Tofu Mofo. Go ahead, plug it. Uh, I, don't know the, <laughs> I don't know the website offhand, but I'll put it in. Uh, just Google Tofu. Oh, fuck. Tofu. T O F U M O F O. Google that and the band camp will come up. Yeah. The it's, it's Tofu Mofo is Steve's musical project and the album is called The Songs of Key The Songs oh, it, Go ahead. I think it's Songs in the Key of Fuck You. An angry <laughs> commuter's companion. Oh, yeah, he doesn't even know his own fucking album. It's been so long. I know this album more than he does because I actually listen to it. It's <laughs> fucking great. If you hate your job, if you and you hate your commute, this is the album for you. It, it goes into it goes into those issues. Steve, I think, was in a pretty dark place when he oh, wrote this. Yeah, big time. <laughs> so and he wrote it on GarageBand. You know, he wrote it while commuting to work. I wrote on, it on the subway. On the subway, crowded with Tons of people <laughs> waiting with hipsters and the subways when he lived in Queens. People in suits. People assholes. in suits talking on their cell phones. There's actually a song called Asshole in a Suit. Asshole in a Suit. <laughs> Steve is angry. Uh, so, so listen to that album. Buy it. Give him some money for God's sakes. Seriously, I need ramen noodles. He needs ramen noodles. Ramen noodles. Raymond Ramen. Raymond. <laughs> and he needs... Revenue, revenue, and Robin noodles. And I need to pay the child support. Yes. <laughs> so buy that album, uh, and I'll put a link on our uh, on the links when I when I post this. And I am Mike Lane, and you can find me at Mike Lane Act. That's M I K E L A N E A C T on Twitter. Mike Lane Actor on Facebook. Mike Lane Act at Yahoo.com. And you know, share, comment, share, and comment. On this podcast. And hire this guy. He's a great actor. Yeah. Hire me. Hire him. Thank you. Thank you. And, um, yeah, until next time, everyone. I think I, I want to – I may want to do Cliff'em All next. Yes, I'm down. I'm We're down, down with Cliff'em All. We're down with Cliff'em All. Hopefully uh, 
one of us won't fall asleep <laughs> next time. But I have, we have enough for the commentary, and you'll hear the commentary right after this. So uh, enjoy the commentary, for most of it anyway, and we'll see you all soon. Bye. One of the directors died, right, recently? Really? I think so. I don't know. Blackhand! That's a cool logo. That's their record label now. That's awesome. Yeah. No more Electra. <laughs> Radical man. <laughs> 90 million since 81. God. <laughs> Zach. Is that Zach? No Zach who? He's guitar tech. Oh, I thought he was a Lego maniac. I mean, yeah. No, he's the... He's Ego? Like, he's the studio manager now. Oh, okay. But he was... I think he was, like, the bass tech. I wonder if the journalists thought, oh, this is still a... Uh, this is still a, a demo. Yeah. Well, what was the album before this one? Album before this Reload? one was Reload. The last studio album was wow. Reload. They did Garage Inc. Right, right, right. Um, but as far as new songs, it was Reload. Because the sound totally changed from Reload. Oh my God, new. yeah. But like, I wonder if the journal, what the journalists are thinking, if they're just like nodding along with it just to play nice, or if they're like, uh-huh. yeah, I wonder what, what they were really thinking. Because I mean, the sound of the album obviously isn't good, but you know, I still think that the songs, if they were edited a little bit, or you know, still good. Yeah. Wow. So this was 18 years ago. I really love the old that they show the old footage in the beginning. Yeah. It's like. Well, this is like the stuff you'd see on Cliff Them All. Yeah. Yeah. The Stone. Like, it's cool you get to see each era, you know? Yep. The evolution of James's voice. <laughs> I don't know how he sang like that, night yeah. after night. And the evolution of Kirk Hammett's suits. That's justice. That's yeah. justice period. It's like, you can tell how much his voice changed between... Yeah. That's, yep. that's Black Album. Yeah. Yeah, that's the yeah, that's the black album. Uh, I miss Newstead's backing vocals. Ah, uh, the Mohawk mullet. That's like load reload, right? That well, that was Woodstock '94. Uh, this is this is uh. That's load that's reload. load. That's the load tour. I saw them on that. Oh, that was such a great concert. The artwork is really good. Yeah. You know, even the fist. You know, the the fist album cover. Yeah, yeah. Wow, 17 years ago. I miss MTV News. Yeah. I used to get so excited when, you know. Doom, 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 doom. Do, 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 do. Some damage that I've done. I remember when I first heard Peace Cells, I'm like, wow, why are they playing the MTV News? Why are they playing the MTV News song? That's my MTV News if there's a replacement waiting in the wings. Is that Gideon Yago? Gideon Yago? Did they ever have like a like a new show? Like we can Rock. and Rock, yeah. It was all those little news clips of the news all in one show, yeah. Yep. Artistic expression. You know? This fucking guy. Well, I guess that fucking guy helped get the band back together, right? Metallica through Q Prime Management. Zone it. Zone it. So, I want to read the book about this because the book goes in, into more detail. But I listened to uh, Some Kind of Monster book. It's about the shooting of the movie. Oh, no shit. Yeah. It's I called Some Kind that. of Monster. It's about the shooting of the movie? Yeah. Yeah. So, it like, I listened to Metal Up Your Podcast, which is a Metallica podcast. Yeah. So, one of the hosts read the book, and he said that um, 
like it just went into super detail about how Phil Tao, like his past couple of clients would like fire him because he became too attached to them, uh, which is like the problem he kind of had with Metallica. Yeah, yeah. Man, their face just shows his face shows it all, man. He's not happy, man. Yeah, he saved the situation. Yeah, <laughs> and meanwhile, Phil was coming off not getting Rage Against... He was helping Rage Against the Machine oh, trying yeah. to get back together, yeah. Oh, that's right. Yeah. That's right. That was in the oh, that interview, the Lars interview? One of those, yeah. Where he said that it was Obviously Tom did. Morello that offered... Yeah. Or referred him, you know. Yep. But yeah, he got, like, I, don't, I think it was either litigation-filled towel because he just, he wouldn't let a client go. Yeah. <laughs> or some, something weird like that. Yeah, that would. I don't know. Who would want to live in an old military barrack? In San Francisco. And this is going to be the location where Metallica is going to. Oh, that does look kind of nice. Don't paint the walls. Don't do anything. Just keep it Spartan. Keep it crude. Yeah, and look what it produced. I think that would be the answer for like everything. Yeah, but look what it produced. But, I mean, if it wasn't for that album, they. To come out on Probably wouldn't be together. Yeah. It was a reflection of the moment. We didn't actually set up for recording. We just threw a mic anywhere. <laughs> not bringing a riff, not bringing a song, not bringing a That must have been weird for him. Nothing. Yeah. Uh, me and James did not meet. James and I. Someone. The idea is it should sound like a band getting together in a garage for the first time. Well, they were right in that. That's a seven string, right? It looked like he was playing a seven string. No, I wasn't paying attention. Oh. I can't believe this was like 17 years ago. When you're a famous guy. When you're a famous guy. Famous guy. Yes. Bob, I really like this. Bob, this is cool. It's like a dildo. They already wrote that song. They can't do that. He was just <laughs> trying to. Yeah, he's using like. Yeah, is that a seven? That's a seven string. Yeah. Uh, I think that's when Hammett first started getting hair plugs. My interest in art. I would never want to buy art like that. Like I never understand why that's so much money. It looks like something your daughter would do. Yeah, seven string. When you're surfing, it's just you, man. I wouldn't mind to try surfing. That must be scary though. Like the first, like you hit a wave like that. Yeah. Oh. Pulled under, man. Yeah. Under fro. Yeah. We used to go to the beach and Steve an afro as a kid. We called it the underfro instead of the undertow. <laughs> and we would see Steve's fro in the in the ocean. I'm gonna I'm throwing it back. Throwing it back? Yeah. Nice. You wanna hear it with vocals? Go sing. Go sing. You guys had some real I wonder what Hammett would look like with a skullet. In the past, what we did was then me and James would sit down and turn those ideas. James and I. Lars kind of had a skullet. Yeah, totally. Like, why would they do that? Just to try something new or make James feel uncomfortable? Yeah, why did they do that? I guess to do something different. Like, Kirk's probably so jazzed about it because he's really contributing. Yeah. 
I think they did the final recording with him holding the microphone. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Of course it's the voice of silence no more. Because it's a voice. And when it's speaking, it's not silent. <laughs> like, this song has a good groove to it. You know, it's heavy. Like, when they perform these songs live, they sound cool. Yeah. Because it has, like, proper sound. We come now to... It's a mission statement. Wow. Sometimes through pain it's a mission conflict, statement. We discovered the true meaning of family. Mission statement. Mission? Yeah. yeah. Mission is it's, a, it's, you know, it's like... Sets a, a goal. He's like... He's like, oh, shit. So psyched. Yeah. Couldn't sleep last night. He's just, oh, ha- you can say, Hammett's so happy. Uh, Kirk happy. Uh, ah! <laughs> the fucking eye roll. Yeah, I gotta read that book. It probably I didn't from- realize it was out. Yeah, oh, it's been, dude, it's been out for a It came out, like, when the movie came out, oh, I think. Shit. Yeah. His name is Phil Towel. Towel, yeah, right? T O W L E. Tally. Bottle of water here. Okay. When you go to a hotel room, make sure to bring your own towel. <laughs> and call Phil. Towel. Oh, it was terrible hearing that. Yeah. It was his son's birthday. Yeah, man. His son's first birthday. Yeah, man. He effed up. He'd rather go kill a bear. Why would he kill a hibernating bear? Third day, I killed my Jesus. I worked on lyrics since I did. He's got his beatnik dice. Oh, that's so bad. It's very rough. Very raw. Uh, oh my well, they definitely—that's why they didn't use it. I think, but like, wait, when he gets the when he gets heavy. Let's see, wait. Like, I didn't think Bob Rock's performance was that good on this album. Yeah. Like, I didn't like the sound of the bass and like or the playing. The heavy part's pretty good. Yeah. Turns into like the doors. Yeah. Right? Totally. It's like Jim Morrison. Yeah. <laughs> it's definitely not Metallica oh sound. Oh my god. I mean, aside from his voice being out of key, I don't know. I probably liked it more than anything on St. Anger. So, what were the reactions? It's dark. Of course, we had a little vodka to cast her, you know, a little shot for him and everything. Uh, but I, I'm sure you appreciated uh, that. Yeah. Those guys. Oh. Jason was great in this. Yeah. Many, many things. Of all time! Yeah. I said, that was fucking lame. <laughs> Music is my children. This is what he left Metallica about. Oh. Well, it was more than that. I think even if there was no Echo Brain, he was just sick of the whole thing. Yeah. Just sick of just the way he was treated. It's, I, it's not, it wasn't about money. That's a great goatee, man. It is pretty good. It's, great. it's very even. 
Do you want me to see so how late this fucking place is open? You want to get burritos? Burritos? Yeah. Ready? Yes, go. Weak. <laughs> we cannot get together. Us. Us. With the biggest heavy band of all time. What is he, Donald Trump? Yeah. Things we've been through and decisions we've made. Squillions. Squillions of dollars. Squillions of people. Remember their Playboy interview in like 2000? Uh, was it more than it's pretty candid. I think, from what I remember, they were bad mouthing each other. Oh, yeah. Anyone to leave Metallica? I didn't want. Definite abandonment issues. Yeah. We weren't enough. Obviously. Yeah. Don't leave. Is that a band? You know, Triumph? You have to stay. No, I think it's yeah. Motorcycles. Uh, well, there was a band named Triumph from Canada. But familiar. I'm young, I'm wild, and I'm free. <laughs> magic power. Got the magic power They have an album called Allied Forces. The cover is really awesome. It's too stock. Yeah. That sounds so stock. Oh, the music has a groove. Good groove. Pencil shit. That. Mitlicka. Only been together twenty years. Get him out my head. Oh, it's probably the get him out my head. Get him out my head. Get this damn screwdriver out of my head. <laughs> That's uh, one would drink. Wine. It looks like Jägermeister. I don't think he would drink wine. I think it's Jägermeister. Oh, this. I think that's. It's my world. Uh, it's my world. Against time. Insular asshole. Yeah, it's a fear response. When we're up against the, the fear, fuck is he talking about? You know. Yeah, I gotta read that book. Ugh. I don't know, I think that's pretty good. Call me crazy. What, the riffs? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, the riffs are cool, man. Just the production. Mm. If they would have had, like, black album production. Oh, it, yeah. Know? It's a far cry from, come on! Remember yeah. in Year and a Half in the Life? Come on! Come on, dick! Come on, dick! <laughs> oh, that's, like, total Sabbath. Like Alice in Chains. And Lars plays double time. Mm. Uh, Kurt. Uh, Kurt. 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 Yes. Kirk. James is trying to talk to you. Sorry, man. Uh. Yeah, it's it's a bit stock. Take it out, guys. Uh, I thought that sounded cool. What is that? Uh. If we don't start earlier and end earlier, I'm just earlier, earlier. Is he wearing overalls? Yeah. That's when I know he gets mad. He has the overalls on. Oh, that riff that Kurt was playing, I thought it was good. It was very Sabbathy. Yeah. That was totally weird for me. <laughs> Metlicka. Why don't you try getting a more solid beat? Right on. Uh, it's an important part of the record. It's a hell of an investment. Is he purposely playing? I have no idea. Not Just on time. Like I don't know. Or just he couldn't find the can't the find tempo. one. Yeah. Can't find one. Yeah, I was yeah, trying to do something different. Used to having the drummer do the beat, holding it together. His Eminem haircut. Um, dude, fine. 
but Lars said it was stock. Yeah. They're both saying it was stock. Yeah, they know. agree. Kirk Hammett said it first. Yeah. I'm not trying to start any shit. You're acting like a dick. That sounded like he rehearsed that line. Kirk Hammett is lukewarm water. Yeah, totally. Totally. It's kind of like he just had that line like, come on, guys, we have better things to do. He sounds like an actor saying a line. Metallica frontman until further notice. Until then, we did he just go for alcohol? He probably went for a lot of things. Like, like what? Uh, probably alcohol and psychological issues. But I, I would imagine that alcohol was the main culprit. I Yeah, man, like, can you imagine if the, like, production was better? Yeah. Yeah. That's a pretty killer groove, man. Yeah. It's heavy as shit, you know? Totally. They just need, the, they just need better, a better sound. Torbid. Gandalf. You know, the guy is singing, it's in an echo chamber. <laughs> Delete that. It looks like Gandalf. Totally. Gandalf the Grey. He seems like he's like super close with his dad, huh? Yeah. His dad was a tennis pro. But he was like a hip dude. Like he was in the jazz. Like yeah. Jazz but like an extraordinary person just to be a professional at something like tennis. Yeah. But not in the States, right? I think it, well, he's a pro in Denmark, but I would imagine he played around the world. Has Gandalf's staff. Yeah. Too much. Too much fucking perspective. You have enough room on your phone to think so. all this? I think so. This, this, is like, this is like an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah, it'll be all right. I've recorded full movies on this. Oh, no shit. Yeah. How do you have so much memory on your phone? I don't know. I don't have that many pictures, I guess. Crazy. Well, I mean, I've already said it to you countless times. Say it to him. He's just stretching. <laughs> He's taking a shit. Yeah. I got to take a shit. <laughs> I think anybody could have seen right through that. Yeah. They were probably maybe just afraid to tell Lars. Willie Nelson, muscular guy in the cowboy hat. Uh, That's the worst. It's the pie me beard rub. Yeah. Our advisor, what would you say? Then I would say, delete that. <laughs> That's the best. Mm. I really, I, I really don't think so. <laughs> it sucks, Lars. <laughs> I really. Maybe it's like an intro or something to open the album, but like a full song. Goes to show you can be the drummer of the biggest band in the world and still your dad can do that to you. Yeah, man. We're exploring our relationships. <laughs> We're exploring ourselves sexually. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to smell each other. And if we don't do that... This is bright sweaters. We are the co-producers of the process slipping off the planet. Hmm. 
a bit of a shit sandwich, though. Shark sandwich. Shark sandwich. I'm pretty confident. Yeah, those look like hair plugs. We will come together in the front. Right. How can you tell? They look like just plugs. They don't look like real hair growing. It's like bald behind it. I think he took Rogaine. I think that Hammett said that's kind of what saved him from going bald. He was on Rogaine. Hammett's like Gandalf the Grey now. Oh, yeah. yeah. Looks like he got into some shape, Hammett. Yeah. Probably still surfing. Doing yoga. If you walk away from Like, I wonder if Hammett was out of the band, if they would still go on as Metallica. Oh, I doubt it. Yeah. I don't know. It, wouldn't be, it definitely wouldn't be the same. Black Russia. Black that was Moscow. Black album, right? Uh, yeah. Softer, more caring. Just like I couldn't deal That's with such a cool guitar that Mustaine had. Yeah. Really metal. I hope they're over 21. Macho bullshit and all that stuff. Get arrested. That's beautiful, though. Yeah. I wonder if he still has the place. It's probably when his hair started going gray. You can see strands of it. Yeah, but if it's bad, they're not sorting themselves out. They're disorganized. It's a mess. Yep. <clears throat> the fuck are you talking about? Oh, these were great. This, this is so... It's torture to watch this. Oh, I love this scene. Oh, my gosh. Like, you can just tell how much Mustaine is beating himself up. Yeah. He doesn't want to be number two. Yeah. Or arguably number three. Or four in the big four. You know? Yeah. 15 million albums. That's like impossible. And he's one of the few who've done it. And he, it just, he can't. It's an obsession. Yeah. He's fixated. That's how hard he is on himself. Or was. No. We used to talk about my little, my little Danish friend. What? What does that mean? I don't know. And this was like right after 9-11 too. Was it really? Yeah, so imagine what everybody's feeling. Hmm. You know, in the back of their minds, they're probably all thinking about 9-11. That face Mustaine made. Then again, he always has that face. Yeah. Can you imagine if Mustaine didn't make it? How he would be oh, fe- he'd be man. feeling a thousand times worse. Yeah, it's it is actually kind of amazing that he did make it. Yeah. You know? Because I mean, Metallica was they weren't even famous, you know, at all. So like he couldn't walk around and be like, yo, I'm from Metallica. Well Peace Cells came out what in eighty four? Did it? Eighty five, so I think Metallica was I think it was eighty four. I think I think it was definitely Kill 'em All was out, but I don't know if it was Ride the Lightning that was out. I wonder what these guys are up to. I if they're still playing. Echo Brain and Hopscotch. Puppet Show and Spinal Tap. <laughs> He's so jealous, man. Yeah. He's so jealous. It was like... There's nothing to be jealous of. Yeah. Well, I guess because it's a band and his band wasn't yeah. together at the time. Like, I wonder if that's even Echo Brain music no. that's playing because it doesn't sound like it's live. Like, at least the music we're hearing now was yeah. what they were actually hearing sounds boring to me. I gotta listen to that again. I, I don't even have the album, but 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, we probably didn't hear you, Bob. <laughs> is he joking when everyone there worked at the studio? No, I don't think so. Being serious? I think they're being serious because they need work. Kessel. A Kessel run. Wow, like not even thinking of their past accomplishments. Mm-hmm. Like they could have stopped after Master of Puppets and they would have been, you know, legends already. Mm-hmm. I've never had a break like this. In 20 years, do you know what I mean? Yeah, but it was really the black album that made it. Oh, of course. I'm surprised James didn't talk to Bob. Hammer always sounds like he's gonna cry. These burritos are good. Oh, yeah. And he probably looks at Bob as an authority figure. Yeah, Kirk definitely was lukewarm lukewarm water. He could talk, anybody can talk to Kirk. Like, I wonder if Kirk died instead of Cliff, if the band would even be together. Because, like, I have a feeling Lars, Cliff, and James would have been just clawing at each other. Think so? Maybe. I must have been to their fan letter. Yeah, fan club. I wonder if that's even out anymore. What? So what? Oh, the newsletter? Yeah. That's pre, but huge internet. 14 months. And this was all by chance. They were just supposed to shoot like an infomercial. Oh, really? For like some 1 800 number or some shit. It was supposed to be this short thing. And they just happened to be there when all this went down. And they just stayed on. What are you talking about? The filmmakers. Oh, really? This was supposed to be just an infomercial. For Metallica? Yeah. This wasn't meant to go this long. This was supposed to be Why like were they making an infomercial? To promote the album. Oh. That never got made. His blonde streak looks like gray hair. Looks like a young George Lucas. Mm-hmm. Like, if he didn't like cameras following him around, imagine what he felt like during a year and a half in the life. Yeah. It's the socialist against the conservative. <laughs> so this studio existed, and then they bought it? Is that what happened? I think so. Yeah. And I think they're still there now. Yeah. It's a cool office. Kirk was losing his hair in the back. Like Trujillo is the only member with a full head of hair. And Jason, I think Jason still has a full head of hair. And then Lars plays a shitty beat behind it. I want to see Phil like head banging. So stumped, man. Yeah. Shit. <laughs> you gotta take a shit. Feels pretty good, doesn't it? The next day. Man, I'm gonna have to use the can. Noon to four. Yeah, it's only he's only scheduled from noon to four. Headfield. Headfield becomes kind of a dick about it. Yeah, he's still very raw. What? He's still very raw from rehab, I'm sure. I mean, it's just like, you know, yeah. like, I, he's like, you know, one could listen to it after I leave. Yeah. You know, like, come on, man. Phil's sweater's not helping. Phil. Yeah. From Sackville? Sometimes I get my kids to pre I'm so pissed there's no solos on this album. But I think at their 30th anniversary show, the songs they did from St. Anger, Kirk put solos in. Oh, yeah? I think so. I think it's a very trendy thing yep. that's happening right now. He was all right. He was right. Yeah, yeah he was right. My lifestyle determines my death style. 
Too much surfing. Somewhere else. He has a tick during the tick part of the word. Get it? Friend, tick, tick, tick. Then he goes, talk. Because tick, talk. Oh, they were in a groove. He's searching for donuts. He's searching to run. He's like a fucking walking Nike ad right there. Holy. Oh, I'm sorry, a running Nike ad. Yes. I feel like the bad guys see it. I gotta go. Oh, man. What? Dude, I've been getting bloody noses like fucking crazy lately. Oh, no. You know, it's like the dry, it's the heat, man. Yeah. It gets dry. Jeff, does that ever happen to you? No. Fuck. My skin, I mean, my skin gets dry. No, dude, I get bloody noses, like crazy ones. That they just fucking bleed. Like, wow. Yeah, they, they, some, sometimes I get scared. I'm like, it's, it's fucking gonna stop. <laughs> it's my heart. <laughs> I'm never gonna stop bleeding. It's the control. Yeah, fucking control. Control, control. control. You must know can learn control. <laughs> Did you watch any of that Kevin Smith? Yeah, I saw all of it. Wasn't it awesome? Yeah, he gets so emotional, man, doesn't he? Yeah. <laughs> I get it. really in-depth, though. Yeah. No, he's good at that. I'm not a fan of too many of his movies, but I love him as a commentator. Yeah. I, I Sometimes I find myself watching that... Uh, Jay and Silent Bob Secret Stash, the the comic book show. Oh, okay. Oh, the reality oh, show. I'm sorry, no, no, it's it's called Comic Book Man. Right, right, the cartoon. No, no, oh no, no it's, the it's the store that you. Right, 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 yeah. right. I like that. Yeah. I saw some of the early episodes and. It just reminded me of stage reality TV. Yeah. Like they have to look for situations. Right, right. Because there's nothing too exciting that happens. You know there. what else is cool on Netflix? Did you see the toys, the toy, the the toys that made us? No, dude, there's they have a Star, Star Wars. Wars. Yeah. Dude, it's amazing. It's so good. It's mm. so in depth, like how it started, how it, um, dude. That might bum me out. Anytime I watch something about, like the past or the '80s when yeah. I was a kid and had more options in life, it bums me. Out. Was she the one who sang with them? Uh, mm, I think so. That's Callie. Phil's there. Uh, is he? Phil's oh, he was there. behind what him. What the fuck is that all about? He couldn't. He couldn't get away. Didn't want to leave. He's got to go to his kid's ballet recital. Uh -huh. <laughs> Has trouble detaching. This is, this is total rebirth for me. Detach cable. Phil, detach. Some bed. I don't know Look at the size of that thing. Cut the chatter there, red one. <laughs> red two. It was wedge. Yeah. The result is the same. Cut the chatter, Red, red Two. Red Two. <laughs> One of the only ones that made it through all three. Yeah. Through all three but he wasn't in episode seven. Maybe he just retired. Yeah. Maybe he'll be in episode nine. What if the nine. actor is still around? The actual actor. Yeah, I think so. He's Ewan McGregor's uncle. Really? Yeah, in real life, he's Ewan McGregor's uncle. And they should have put him in. Yeah. It's a trap. It's a trap. They're not looking at nudie magazines. <laughs> the present time! I felt like it was an agreement. We're gonna My lifestyle! Oh, shit. And then what? They totally no, fucked him up. Yeah. They went behind his back. Yeah. I don't want to be like Jason. I don't want you to push me away. It looks like he has herpes. Yeah, he does. It does! Wow, his lips must be really dry. Uh-oh. No, I like this rant by Lars. 
Miyagi-do. Miyagi-do. It's Miyagi. Miyagi. Miyagi-do. Miyagi. Barely even know you. Huh? Oh. Fuck. 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 Oh, he's screaming fuck into, it, into the microphone during a song. I don't want to end up like Jason. Oh, he just rubbed that fucking yeah. salt in that wound. Fuck! What a dick. That's, that was a dick thing. I wonder if Phil said you just want to express it to James, because looked, that looked like an edit. Yeah. Those must be heavy-duty fan club members. What do they pay, like a million dollars? It's fan appreciation. Maybe it was a contest. Uh... Hey, you, st you stupid jock. He's not even... He's not even... You play. don't know what you're doing. Beat it. Oh, she's getting it, like, all right. How crazy is that? Probably Maybe. better than Bob. Met jamming with Metallica. She plays with her fingers, man. That hasn't been played, you know, since, since Cliff. Since Cliff. I don't know, I guess the playing part of being in the room. They're always eating, man. Yeah. Some Nantucket nectar. Like, I wonder, timeline-wise, where was this? Yeah. Compared to that that session. That must be cool to see him in such a little space. Yeah. Like, that moment, it seemed like the band was about ready to break yeah, up. Yeah, man. Like, I wouldn't have been surprised. It's like, yeah, let's, let's just end it. I wonder if they recorded this album with Let's the seven string. Because this was around the time of, you know, the new metal. Yeah. Yeah, I, th that's, I feel like that's one of the reasons they wanted to be different. Yeah, like, because this they, was around, you know, when Biscuit was very close. Yeah, so they wanted, to, they wanted to try and stay relevant, but it backfired. System of a Down was big. Slipknot. Yeah. Oh, it has a trouble shirt. It's on there. Who does? Headfield has a trouble shirt. Mm -hmm. It's probably the band. Except the sound is shitty. Yeah. Probably the beginning of the. Yeah. Imagine hanging on to all that mm -hmm. for that long. Neither of them have cirrhosis. I know, right? Aerials. In the sky. That's funny. My mom passed on when I was 16. It's very thrashy. Very. Like, I miss solos so much on St. Anger. Yeah. Like, I just want there to be solos. Maybe not that solo. Yeah, no. Definitely not that mm. solo. That's like a really lame solo. Yeah. Can I say something that I think is bullshit? Yep. <laughs> Is the whole fucking solo out, you know, dates the whole thing. That's so bullshit. Like, at first I thought he was joking, because yeah. he had, it, like, kind of a jokey voice, yeah. but... In one of these songs, that dates it to this period. That's right. Pulls everybody's ego except Kirk's, because he doesn't have a solo. Like, a rule of no solos, there shouldn't be a rule of solos. It should be... And I agree. 
I mean, it really so let's just have no solos <laughs> throughout the album. I'm waiting for the lukewarm water coming. <laughs> I used to have that ringtone. Really? Yeah. I was on one of those once. I was with, on it with a friend, and yeah. fucking turned fast, and we both overturned the thing. Oh, off. man. Those things go fast. Yeah. Man. Wave runners or whatever? Ooh! I think in in the book the the book points out that's not what Jason meant. Oh really? Yeah, uh, I think so. For a second, I don't know, man. Like they they got the wrong intel. Uh, I think the heart and soul of Metallica from not this point on it has been for a while since Cliff died is the three of you guys. I think you wow. will never ever. That, that's a slight to Jason. Permanent bass player. The treasure the three of you. Look at those shorts. Treasure. It's like he's wearing black. Moment. Boxer briefs. I think Crazy Cabby was, uh, I think he was on K Rock at the time. So that was like one of the top stations in America. So he got a press pass. Yeah. Where he was like an exclusive guy to do it. I wonder what he's doing. Kiss ass. Being a kiss ass. Poser. They're all posers. Who, the DJs? No. The fans. The fans are posers? Yeah. You don't think they like it? No, I'm just kidding. Oh. <laughs> I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's a whole lot of them. What I'd like to do is a lot of posers. This is for all the, this is a song about all the fake people, about all the posers. <laughs> we fucking hate them. Change. Not supposed to say fuck. Why can't we figure out? Rider for Axel Pose. Nah. It's like summertime, and to me it's not fucking beer drinking weather, yeah? Eat fuck. Why does it sound like he's fucking Canadian? I know, right? Mommy! Okay. <laughs> <laughs> he has that rockabilly shirt on. That was his rockabilly phase. I think he still uses a cassette. You think so? I think so. I thought I read that. I've had just for like a control thing. Mm. Uh, I wonder if that's if that's for real. Like for that song, he's just totally not into it. I wonder if they'll ever release the Presidio tapes. Temptation. And it was about that time that Steve <laughs> fell asleep, so I didn't want to finish the commentary on my own. Um, I don't know if it would have been boring. It just, it just would have been weird to all of a sudden just hear me, because I I just I think you just heard most of me towards the end because I managed to stay awake and <laughs> and Steve didn't. So, but anyway, I think we uh, I think we made up for it with our uh, with our review. So maybe uh, one day we will revisit some kind of monster revisited. I'll just go from from where we left off. But um, I hope you enjoyed uh, this podcast. So I'm just gonna and 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 the bonus commentary as well. So I'm gonna do the plugs again. His project called Tofu Mofo. It's his uh, it's his musical solo project under the name Tofu Mofo. And 
Simmons. Um, he has an album out called Songs in the Key of Fuck You, The Angry Commuter's Companion. Uh, if you hate your job and or commute, you will love this album. Um, I love this album, and I don't mind my job or my commute, but it brings me back to when I really, really did. So, um, and I'm not just saying this because he's one of my best friends. I, I actually listened to this album um, because I enjoy it, not because I'm obligated to do it. So uh, you can find Tofu Mofo at, um, I don't know if it's a www, so I'll just give you the, uh, the full address. So it's H-T-T-P-S colon slash slash Tofu Mofo dash N-Y-C dot band camp dot com. So that's T-O-F-U-M-O-F-O. Uh, and you can find me, Mike Lane, on Twitter uh, at Mike Lane Act. That's M-I-K-E-L-A-N-E-A-C-T. Uh, you can email me at Mike Lane Act at Yahoo.com and on Facebook at Mike Lane Actor. And please comment, share, review on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, YouTube, Facebook, or anything else where this podcast is posted. So, once again, thanks for listening, and until next time, uh, enjoy yourselves, and have a great one, everybody. Bye.